0: welcome into another edition of breakfast ball i'm ben charleston joined as always by ryan hannibal ryan how you doing I'm doing good ben how are you i'm doing well so you're this, now we're doing uh, breakfast ball just on the big tournaments you're you're one for one on the season after picking justin thomas uh last podcast uh, how you feeling going in this week
1: um, i'm not as confident as i was i don't think i was actually confident in justin thomas but anything can happen in the masters and like you know you look at the guys that are the top the favorites and usually the favorites don't win so it's kind of a it's a tough tournament to pick but it's obviously the best tournament on the golf calendar so it should be a fun week and always fun to break down and talk about all these players
0: yeah and this is a nice little treat for us i know with COVID and everything we we missed it last year and they pushed it to november so we did get it but now we Mm -hmm. get the masters in a, a second round of the masters in less than six months so so i'm pretty excited for it we got you know dustin johnson still playing well coming off his big win there and and now we get back to the traditional masters weekend, which is a nice nice treat for us
1: much better like i like i mean it was obviously good to have the Masters in November just after not having it last April, but I didn't like the soft course, I like the firm, fast course, just aprils it's just it's a better time for it, and it's always been this weekend and just you start getting into golf mode up here and you get the masters, so it's just a better it's just a better event than April, so I'm looking forward to it
0: yeah, I feel the same way where this is. For us, you know, we get the Masters and that basically starts our golf season up here in New England. Compared to November, we're winding down and we're basically done at that point. And, and yeah, it was, it was great to still get the Masters and see everything. But I'm just so used to, yeah, that early April weekend Masters. And it's just such a tradition there that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have it back and, you know, get the, get the Masters music. You know, the azaleas, you know, nice green. And yeah. to watch these greens just absolutely frustrate all the players.
1: Well, also the, the the fans or the patrons they call them. I think that was missing last November too. Like that, this course is like perfectly set up for the roars and the fans to sort of, you know, have those eagles on, you know, thirteen that you know you can hear around the rest of the course. And I think that just having the having them back this week will make it an even better tournament too.
0: Yeah, and you do kind of realize how much you miss that now watching some of these places with fans. How how great it is! Like you know, yeah, you, you get a guy making a charge late on a Sunday who's finishing up on 18 hits a huge birdie and, and you're watching the leaders on like 15 or whatever. and You can hear it all the way back there. And like, Oh, all right, something's about to happen. And you wonder kind of how it affects those guys a, a little bit more. And, and yeah, now going to the masters where a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't have the fans last year. And I think that's a completely different element at this tournament and the pressure just ramps up even
1: more. Yeah. A lot of players even talked about it I I think I forget who, one of the big names said it was easier to win without fans because you didn't have that added pressure and you kind of could just treat it like a normal round and not really know, you know, who's doing what around you. But now that you have the fans and the noise and just them being on top of you, that just increases the pressure. So I think this Masters will be harder to win the one in November just because, you know, you have all these people in place and the roars and all that. So like we talked about, this is much better than November. glad we had last November, but this is, you know, what the Masters is all about. And we'll
0: get into the picks later on. But one of my big questions is, with the Masters, it's the you know the one major that's played at the same course every year. And I always think of it going into it, I like seeing guys who've had past success at the mm-hmm. Masters. Like like one of the guys I always think about is Jordan Spieth. And, and yes, he won last week, and he seems to be rounding into form. But there were those years where he was just completely a head case out of it, could, could not find his swing, but he gets to Augusta, gets to the Masters, and, and kind of turns around. Do you think it's one of those courses where – Guys who have had past success, you know, play well there. And it's one of those things, if you haven't had success there, it's tough to turn it around.
1: Yeah, I kind of do. For whatever reason, this course just, you know, it favors certain types of players. And I'm sure some players just like the way that it looks to their eyes. Certain holes they like better. Um, And I like Fred Couples. He's the guy who's in his, you know, 50s and 60s, but always seems to, you know, do well at Augusta. And I think that's the other good thing about this course is, you can it takes all different types of players to do well like fred couples can be in his 50s and still be at the top of the leaderboard was it bernhard langer a couple of years ago is at his 60s and he's at the top of the leaderboard and then younger guys that bomb the ball obviously are up there too so this course does a good job of catering to all the players but then like you said there are players that just always play well there and i think that's one of the important things to look at this week is past success and there are some players who that just don't for whatever reason don't play well there and i think that's something to keep an eye on too that if you I, I'm, if you're gonna finish if you're gonna miss the cut you know three straight years I probably want to pick that guy to win you know this year just because of the past things and where other courses you might say oh they can have a good week and turn things around I think that's harder to do at Augusta
0: yeah I think it is it was one of those courses where it just gets in your head and you know you start missing putts early on Thursday or Friday on these greens and they scan your head but you can also, also obviously see once if, if you're rolling it well and you start making putts early it can really turn it around and and it was one of those courses. Everyone always talks about, you know, like the finishing holes, and you have Amen Corner at Augusta. And it seems every year something happens to maybe not the leaderboard, but a guy chasing mm-hmm. that corner. No matter what, there's always drama. Like it, and it always seems to come down to Sunday. And I, I know it happens the rest of the day, but it always seems at the Masters, there's always that Sunday drama at Amen Corner, and especially on that part three.
1: Yeah, because there's so many different things that can happen on those holes, like 12. You can have people hit it in the water like we saw a couple of years, and people can make go from making twos to making sixes and sevens, and then the next hole, you can have guys making threes to six, so that's it's just such huge swings can happen there, and then and then you get to the par five 15th, where you can easily make a three, you can make a six or a seven there too, so that's just the beauty of Augusta National, I think, and that's why they like you know, to set up the pins on Sunday for those things to happen. Like you could have guys making eagles and birdies, but then at the same time you can have guys making sixes and sevens. And that's what creates what you said. There's always something that happens on Sunday, whether it's the leader falling or guys, you know, making three straight birdies and an eagle to jump to the top. And I think that's what makes this tournament so exciting. And that just, you always know there's going to be drama on Sunday, whereas other courses you might, it might, it might just be guys paring in, and it's not that exciting, whereas Augusta is totally different.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And it, I think the two big stories, or at least in my mind, going into the weekend, there is, you know, Dustin Johnson, the world number one, going to repeat after uh, a little under six months, and, you know, get the Masters. Mm-hmm. And does Rory complete the career Grand Slam? I think maybe it hasn't been as talked too much about this year, but I feel like every year going into the Masters, that's always the talk is Rory. And he's one of those guys where we were talking about he – plays well but it seems like every sunday something happens to him especially yeah. on amen corner and i think that's just in his head going into the tournaments now
1: yeah he's been flying under the radar this week no one's really talking about him much probably because he's not playing that well well for his standards but like you said he's trying to create the finish the grand slam and just hasn't been able to do it and you're right for whatever reason he just can't finish the job like he seems to you know put himself there going into the weekend but can't put himself over the top on Sunday so he's certainly a guy to watch and see you know how he does I don't think he's playing that well I wouldn't pick him I don't have him on any of my lineups or anything like that Um, Dustin Johnson he's he's playing pretty well but like I I don't have him as like I don't think he's gonna be there like he'll probably be in contention but I don't think he'll be, you know, in one of those final groups on Sunday. I just don't, I just don't see him playing that that well right now. He's playing okay, but I just don't think he's peaking like he was going into last November.
0: Oh, I agree. And and another guy coming off of his first win in what four years? Yep. He had past success at uh, Augusta, Jordan Spieth, and he's skyrocketed. I think he's like nine to one now. Yeah. I wish he didn't. I wish he didn't win last week. Yeah, which which is just ridiculous. And I know he's going to be. Heavily owned in like DraftKings lineups and stuff, and and I like Speed, and it was awesome to see him get that win last week after such a past couple of hard past couple of years, and he always plays well at Augusta. But I, nine to one to to be, he's basically I think he's right behind Dustin Johnson as a favorite. Oh, he's ten to one. Sorry, the last time I looked, he's ten to one, and J- Johnson's nine yep. to one. Yep. Uh, I, he's been playing well, but and he's had past success there, but to put him as the second favorite seems a little a little steep.
1: It also just feels like that's not a good value on Jordan Spieth. And it always seems like the guys that everybody's behind never win. And that seems to be the case with Spieth. And I will, like, I listened to him talk yesterday and he had a good mindset. Like, I don't think the win last week is kind of like, he's focusing solely on this week. He's not looking back on last. Week. He knows he even admitted he didn't play well on Sunday. There are things he can do better. So I think he has the right mindset where he's not just, you know, focusing on winning last week and not really focusing on Augusta, but, when you have all these guys on you, it's just those guys never win. So yeah, I wish he would have not won last week because I'm a big Jordan Spieth fan. I'd rather win the Masters. But I mean, we will see what happens. I think that, like you said, he has great success there. So I'm sure he'll be in contention. But it just always seems to work out that the guys that get all the bets and everybody's behind never seem to pull it out in the end.
0: Yeah, I'm expecting someone like Lee Westwood or Shane Lowry to, to go into Friday or Saturday with, like, the lead and then – completely fall apart i feel like that's what happens at the masters you you have these guys charlie every hoffman's
1: year the guy. who is it charlie hoffman's always oh, yeah. At the yeah. front yeah
0: yeah every yeah. year they're like like wow they're running away with it like this is their yeah. year and then they shoot like plus 80, eight for the exactly. next two days yeah. and yeah it's just brutal so so i am i am interested to see who that guy is that but takes that mantle now you know lee westwood's been playing well he always seems to have a good couple of days at augusta shane lowry those type of guys but but let's get into it who who are you looking at uh, this weekend to, to make a run and then maybe get the green jacket? Do you think it's going to be a first timer? Someone repeat? What, what are your thoughts?
1: I guess probably a first timer. So the, I don't want to, you know, m- criticize us for just giving a bunch of names the last time. So I, I guess, should we start with like our picks or are we just giving guys we like?
0: I, I say we go with a couple of guys we're, we're looking at. And then I say at the end, we, right. we give our pick and that'll, All that'll right. be the, the pick. We'll give one who we think going to win. And then we'll give like a dark horse that,
1: Gotcha. Right, so guys, that I'm, I'm looking like I I like Spieth will be up there. I, I think Justin Thomas is playing very well off of that Players Championship. His iron play in that round, I think he said it was the best of his career. So that's a good sign. I like John Rahm coming off as is the birth of his son. So he's you know feeling good there. I was say,
0: do you, do you believe in that the 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 birth of the son? Isn't that like a? I think-
1: well, I, I think them? it was better than, um, like, not having it and him stressing this week. So, I think it, that, that's, a, that's a good sign there. Xander Shoffley, I think he's fl- another guy flying onto the radar. I really like him in his game. Colin Moore is always probably going to be there. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick could be a little bit of a dark horse. I, I always
0: like Fitzpatrick. He starts slow at Augusta, but he, but he yep. turns it on the weekend. So, that, that's the problem. He, he starts Thursday and Friday. He usually just makes the cut. And then he turns on Saturday and Sunday and then but he's already out of it at that point.
1: Cameron Smith did well. He always seems to play well there. He could be a guy to keep an eye on. Tommy Fleetwood. Like I look at guys that hit, hit their irons well. That's what it seems like Gusta is all about. Hitting your irons well and then making a few putts. Like yeah, it, the guys it, it, that hit, hit most of the greens make the putts, they'll be there in the end.
0: Yeah, and that's like one of the guys I, I kind of look at, he's not he's one of the few big hitters that Tony Finau. Like he's yeah. one of those guys who I look at him like he – shouldn't really fit at Augusta you know he's a big hitter he's I guess accurate off the tee but he's not always and mm-hmm. he has decent iron. but he's not strong but he's one of those guys it seems like or at least the past couple of years he's been in contention on Saturday so he's he's one of those guys who I'm looking at could maybe make a run this year where he missed the cut last week so I, which I don't really count as anything but, yeah. but he seems to be one of those guys when he gets to Augusta he plays up and maybe this is the year. Like he hasn't been able to close out this year on Sundays, but maybe maybe uh, this is the year for him at Augusta.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he was there entire one, so I'm sure he'll be there. He definitely has the game. I think it all comes down to him if he can putt. That's always been the thing with him. How do you feel about uh, Bryson going this week? Obviously, last November wasn't great for him, but he seems to be feeling better about himself right now. I, I To be honest, I, I'm i over I We've
0: talked about this before with Bryson. I'm just not a fan of him, so if he misses the cut or just – Sucks at at the Masters. I'd be fine with it, but I, I think he'll make the cut. He'll, I don't know, finish probably like top thirty or something. It, it seems like with him, but it will be interesting to see with him at Augusta. And and I know he was it he was able to hit it as long as he did last year uh, in November. So that hasn't changed. But he does seem to be a little bit more uh, fine tuned with everything. So I, I think he might be a little bit more uh, accurate this year at Augusta. So I am interested to see what it happens. But I hope he doesn't win.
1: I'm the same way. I saw a I stat think... too that said he's I forget what like how many rounds there were, but he was seventieth out of seventy seven players in putting. So he he can hit the ball as far as he wants, but he can't putt at Augusta. So
0: Yeah, and I think I actually now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think maybe top forty. I think he'll make the cut because of his distance, but I think he will get um if his putters off a little bit this week and he's gonna get eaten alive on those greens and, and yeah, yeah, like like you're saying, he can he's gonna be giving himself eagle shots, but it, it doesn't mean he's gonna be making those or even getting birdies like you have to be precise on the greens at Augusta or otherwise you're leaving yourself a long, long birdie, long par putts that, that could really hurt you uh, later rounds.
1: Well, and also, like you were saying, these guys can get so frustrated by the greens. I think Bryson's perfect the example of that if he misses some putts on Thursday that he thinks should be going in, I think that could doom him for the rest of the week. And that could certainly happen to a guy like him, you know, hitting the ball, whatever, 340 and having a wedge in, and then, you know, three-putting for Bogey, that's not going to do well for his, his mental psyche. So he's – like, I'm with you there. I think he probably is going to make the cut, but I don't think he'll be in contention, you know, come Saturday and Sunday.
0: Yeah, which which, I, which I'm which i okay with. Like, I, I, It's I, fine,
1: I, yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm just I – don't, I don't know. It's just I'm not a Bryson fan, so so him – like, I think Patrick and,
1: Reed has a better chance of being contention than Bryson. Cause I think Reed's another guy that always seems to play well there and you just have to pencil him in is to be a guy that has a, you know, outside chance come Sunday.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. And that's one of those with Augusta. So you have that group of guys who have won it before and who always compete, but it, it will be interesting to see some of these young guys who haven't won there yet, what they can do. And I'm always kind of interested with, with the guys who are first timers, like, mm. like how they're able to handle it. And, you kinda of see it with both guys. You you get the guys and this is for every tournament obviously that come in and have success there and, and for some reason it just clicks there and there are other guys who just can't figure it out and it takes them a few years to to turn around. So there are a couple of guys out there
1: like um like Con Carl it's his yeah. second masters, but it's his first in April. So like yeah how does how does that play out? And then I don't I don't know if you saw some of these comments yesterday. This could be true for first timers. They were like talking about how they try to adapt their game for certain holes at Augusta, and Colin realized he shouldn't do that. He should try to – like he's, he was talking about trying to hit draws on the draw holes where he should, you know, just figure out how to use his game to match those holes instead of trying to come up with shots for those holes that he doesn't have. I think mean, that's something that takes some time to get used to and, and learn the lines and not try to, oh, on 13 I hit a massive draw but I don't have that. But I'm just trying to hit it for that hole. I don't think that's a good way to approach things.
0: Yeah, and I think some of these guys, like like us, we we grew up watching the Masters. So like these guys are golfers; they know every single hole. Like even if they've never played before, they know every so. I think they're like, oh, this is what Tiger did, or and I know they're not trying to do what compared to Tiger but They've seen all these shots throughout the year. So like, oh, this is how you have to hit this to to do succeed. And I yeah, like like Colin said or whoever said that. Yeah, like Colin, you said, yeah. They do try and fit the game, the course, and in to instead of having their game fit the course. So it's it is interesting. You see it with these guys who have had success. I think they are one of those guys like Spieth, where it's like, all right, I'm gonna put in the fairway. I'm gonna you know make smart shots, and then I'm gonna make my like give myself at least birdie chances or eagle chances. I'm not gonna do anything crazy to to because like in every tournament, especially the Masters. You can't win it on Thursday and Friday, but you can definitely lose it. So they have to be smart and it will be some of these guys who who are the first timers, will they go in realizing that like, all right, I got to be smart. I don't need to shoot 65. I don't need to be top of the leaderboard. I just need to be smart, play smart and give myself a chance going into the weekend.
1: I think that's what made Tiger Woods so good. Like he never at this tournament, he never seemed to be a guy that would shoot 65 or 64 on Thursday or Friday. We would always be around that 70, 68 to keep them in striking distance. And then, as we talked about, there's so many chances to make birdies and eagles on this course. So as long as you're around the top of the leaderboard, you have a very good chance on the weekend. I think that's the biggest thing with this tournament is you can have some guys that go out there and play too aggressive on Thursday and Friday and take themselves out of the tournament, which this is a tournament to stay patient on because, like we talked about, there's so many things that can happen on these holes in the back nine.
0: I completely agree with you on that, and so that will be the the big thing. All right, let's let's give our picks. Who's who's your? We're gonna do uh, your pick to win it, and we'll do a, a dark horse, someone who, who you think you know has a chance, but gives you good odds uh, for for the the betting fans.
1: All right, so my, my favorite pick is uh, Xander Shoffley. I think that he's due, he's due to win a big tournament. He hasn't won in a while. I, he's had some okay success at Augusta. I just think he has a great all-around game. I think that he's the guy that's ready to break through and win a major. I think now, now is his time. If it's not this tournament, I think he's going to win a major, you know, any other three this year. I, I think it, it's time for Xander to break out.
0: I like that pick. And what, what do you got for, uh, for who's your dark horse or someone with a – long odds we'll say
1: well so I would have Corey Connors for the players I do like him again but I don't really want to double up on him um I guess we can go with Matt Fitzpatrick I mean he's kind of up there but not you know he's in the middle of the pack so I guess that's technically a a dark horse Harris English I'll throw that out there okay
0: yeah okay I got him at 81 yeah you're, you're No, I do, I do like Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was kind of my, I guess, yeah, I, I couldn't say dark horse, but, yeah, the, my middle of the pack guy. But if I'm going for guy who I think can win, I'm, I want to I say this is Rory's year. I know he hasn't been playing great, um, but, but I feel like this is the, the year where he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit more. There's not as much talk about Kent, uh Rory complete the career grand slam. And he has started to have a little bit more success at, at um, Augusta. So I'm, I'm going Rory as uh, the winner this year. And for my dark horse, oh, that's tough. I, I like J- Jason Day, but he's only 45 to 1. Um, I'm going to go ooh, Justin Rose. This is tough. He's another guy that
1: always seems to play well there.
0: Yeah, Justin Rose is. is I'm going to go Justin Rose. He's, he's at 71.
1: I know he's been bad this year. I'll yep. say that. To, but like be, you talked about, guys always coming to Augusta and just always seem to play well. He could be a guy that does that.
0: Yeah, so so I'm going to – yeah, so my dark horse is Justin Rose. So I'm, you're going um, Xander to win it, and your yeah. dark horse is Harris. Harris- English. Yes. yes, yes. I'm going to go Rory to complete his career Grand Slam, and I'm going to go Justin Rose. I, I think, you know, maybe maybe he turns it around this year. I and, you know, he's giving me good
1: odds, so I can't complain about that. I like it. We'll, we'll see what happens come the weekend. Yeah. We, can there.
0: No matter what happens, we know there will be drama Sunday, and it will be a great uh, four days of golf and have a great ending, hopefully, on Sunday. Yep. Looking forward to it, as always. Always. Oh, Actually, I got it real quick. What are your thoughts on the um, the viewing of the Masters? Like, I know on ESPN oh, or whatever, they only show, like,
1: three hours, but. I maybe, hate it. I mean, it's 2021. Like, it shouldn't start at, what, 3 o'clock on Thursday and Friday. Like, it's just not – I know they have featured groups, but that's only two groups in the morning rounds. It's 2021. Like, if you want to stream it, that's fine. It doesn't need to be on TV from whatever, but make more coverage. It's the Masters. Like, there there could be times where, like, I don't know, Jordan Spieth is playing, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he's not – you don't even get to see any of his rounds, so – that's going to change. No, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: with you. And I, I Every April, I download the Masters app, and the as soon as the Masters tournament ends, I just delete it. So I'll be glued to that uh, Thursday and Friday and yep. probably most of Saturday and Sunday when, when the coverage has not started. But, yeah, it, it's the Masters. And even when they do show it, they always show, like, certain guys. I remember one year Johnson was was, like, one back or he was leading – you barely saw any of his shots. So it is one of those things at the Masters where they do focus on certain players, which is very frustrating. And like we mentioned Mutt earlier, I know he's going to be extremely frustrated with coverage because he's going to have money on or guys in his lineup that will not be shown on the weekend.
1: Right. Right. You're right. They like, they'll show Phil Mickelson, he'll be 10 shots back and they'll show like every shot in the back nine. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. So so we'll see how the coverage
0: goes. And, and I'm excited. I, I, you know, Masters weekend, what's better than that? Can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right, Ryan, we'll be back for what? US Open next? Is that? Yep, US Open next in June. All right, we'll have another breakfast ball then. Ryan, have a good one. All right, see you, Ben.